Blog Talk Radio.
Yeah, Ohio by Shelby. I should look at something. We're into the show right now, man. You merged in. So I'm gonna continue so that so now most of my intentions are the are good in the fact that we are um trying to focus on uh doing the work and, and, and wanting to please the most high, but not realizing that the the two things I think the the one thing that we have to really get back to and understanding. Hold on, let me come close the door because I got background noise, man. Baby, you're calling in the back. Hold on. Hey, look. I'm on, I'm on the show, okay? That's that's like. Okay, you right? You there? Oh, fine. Okay, cool. So I wanted, I wanted to start this by quoting, or not, we're going to read the the, 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 the the greatest commandment, right? Matthew chapter 22 is where I want to start at, right? Matthew chapter 22 and verse 36. We're going to start there, Gabor. And I'm going to jump into the scriptures a little bit. Because I want us to, I want us to get to the point that understanding, to the point where you're developing your unity, it is about starting to figure out how to, uh, just what it is, be unified. We're working together. We're in the same mind. We're one-minded. We're after the same. We're focused on trying to accomplish the same goal. I think that it's important to understand that. That is where our blessing comes in the unity, and a lot of us are, are out here focusing on develop my personal growth, developing myself and my personal growth. And I get it. We're in the world. The majority of the time, we spend alone because by nature of where I live or what I do. It's got me in a position where it's just me, and I'm alone. But I still have the intent to still serve the Father. And I, and, and in this class, as I'm going with the sisters, this is, my focus is never to attack. It's only to edify. The more we understand about how to please the Father, the more we grow spiritually, the more we get closer to him, and the more we get blessed in our lives because we learned what pleases him. So I want to say that Matthew chapter 24, 22, right? Let's say 22 and verse 36. Can, you, can you hear me? No, I can hear you now. Okay. Uh, so Matthew chapter 22 and verse 36. Uh, Is that... that's what I think that's what it says. Matthew chapter 20. Let me make sure. One second. Hold on. Yeah, started thirty six. Time. Matthew chapter twenty two and thirty six reads, Master, which is the great commandment in law, in the law. And Yahweh said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. So these are the Pharisees, right? It says, and we're talking about, talking about 33. Con. 
Um, Matthew chapter 22 and verse 33 reads, And when the multitude heard this, they were astonished at his doctrine. But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. Uh Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Yahweh Shai said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Keep reading. 37. I mean, 38. This is the first and great commandment. So we're getting to a point. And I think that we all understand that. I think that we all have set our minds and our focus on the fact that our heart is given to the Most High. Our mind, that we get up every morning, we're trying to live our lives pleasing the Father. So we, we fight every day to try to keep the first and great commandment, to love the Most High with all that heart, with all our soul, with all that mind. It says this is the first and great commandment. Go ahead. And the second is like unto it. So the Thou second, shalt. and the second is just as great as the first, right? It is, a, it is considered to be a great commandment. And the second is like unto it. I mean, it's a great commandment. Go ahead. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On Please. these two, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So the Bible, the law is all built around loving the Most High with your heart, soul, and mind, and loving your neighbor, um, and loving thy neighbor as thyself. We've been in the truth for a long time, and for some reason, we fight and strive every day to honor the first law, the first great commandment, to love the Most High with our heart, mind, and soul, right? But the second we, I feel we fail because if thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, we constitute our neighbor just as being the brother or the sisters in my camp. Not looking at my neighbor as it could be another camp. It could be another body of people, another body of brothers and sisters. That we, they're in the same city. Why are they, why are they then not considered to be our neighbors. And the same consideration and love, the first part of it, we're supposed to love thy neighbor. Maybe we needed to pick up that, we need to, to, to look up the definition of love. Because how we operate, we make sure that if this neighbor is not in my affiliated with me, then I have no type of relationship where I have no communication. I don't try to open lines of communication with that neighbor because he has no affiliation to what it is to my organization. And I don't see how that plays into the law. And we read in Christ said this. Now we can even go to the Old Testament where the, the most of our 
required that. But let's read on. And then I like it too, because we can go, we can, if we're going to look up being unified, loving your neighbor, right? If unity is loving one another, and this is the commandment, the scriptures are supposed to give us examples of how we're supposed to love your neighbor. Where are we at? We are in Matthew chapter 22 and verse 41. Um, uh, read, uh, I want you to read, finish verse 40. I think it's verse 40 I was going to, right? Right. Well, well I, I did read it, um, but yeah. Um, so Matthew chapter 22 and verse 40 reads. Yeah, 40 on, the last verse. On, on these. Go ahead, bro. Okay. Todd. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Shai asked them, saying, What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? Now, now, now you know, I'm going back. We're going to go back to 40. Because the reason I wanted to stick on, stick on the 40 was sticking to what point? That the law, the everything that our the foundation of what we believe is supposed to hang on these two. Huh. These two okay. com- great commandments are what our belief is supposed to be built on. Watch it. Go here, man. Huh. Go here real quick. Let's go up. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 16. Let's start here because we're going we're gonna to read examples of unity. Of what should we be seeing if we're unified or if we're loving each other? What should be the things that we see that we can compare and say, okay, am I loving my brother or am I not? Am I unified or am I not? Because the scriptures will give us examples of what it means to be unified, right? So we're going to go right. to... Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 16, we'll start there, okay? Yes, sir. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 16. Okay. 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 11 and verse 16 reads, But if any man seem to be contentious... What does it mean to be contentious? Um, argumentative. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, when Gibby, this is crazy. When you read this whole thing, without much, we just don't go to the point I want to get at. If any man seem to be contentious, right? Read. Con. <clears throat> Con. But if any man seem to be contentious, we have no such custom. Now, do me a favor, Gabor. Look up contentious real fast. It says, for we, for, it says, we have no such custom. Neither the churches, neither the churches of the Most High. So the one thing that the churches of the Most High is not supposed to have is what? Contention. A part of our customs is not to be contentious, right? So look up contentious. Con. <clears throat> Uh, 
So we have no such custom. These are the churches of the Most High. So every school that we're going into, this is not supposed to be a part of our practice. This is not supposed to be a part of our belief. This is not our custom. So we contentious. Con, uh, the definition for uh, contentious is a person likely to cause disagreement or argument on a uh, specific issue. So none of the churches are supposed to have – our custom wasn't to cause what? To cause disagreement or argument um, on – any issues exhibiting also an often perverse and wearisome tendency to quarrel or dispute. So we're not, so our custom, so in our, in the churches, it wasn't supposed to be the custom of disputing and arguing, right? Quarreling. Con. Contending. That wasn't a part of our custom. Yes, we have a now. We said because we understand that what's not supposed to be in the church. But what did he mean by contentious? Because it could we don't look at we can look contentious and say, well, the content they were contending and arguing over belief, uh, way something was broke down, the uh, correction. Some people would say, well, you're arguing with me because you corrected me. No, I was supposed to correct you. Because Moses said, open rebuke is better than secret love, right? Con. So we're supposed to correct brothers off. We're supposed to correct them. What that brother was supposed to do is get right, not go over to another school. What that brother is supposed to do is now let me get in order. Let me fix that thing in me. Because what I'm doing may be contrary to the Bible, and I needed that corrected. And then I'm supposed to get back in order and and continue and continue to work on being unified or being in order with the with the church. Not Con. going on to start my not going on to start another church. Let me get in order so that I can now go in there now, be in order and contribute to the program, contribute to the to the to the work of the most high, contribute to what the church is doing. He said, now, in, read 17 now. Uh, yes, sir. First uh, Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 17 mm-hmm. reads, <clears throat> Now, in this that I declare unto you, I now praise stop, you not. Stop there. Now stop there. Because the reason uh, I'm stopping you here is, remember, he's going to give you an example of what it means to be unified. He's going to give us an example of what he does. I'm not praising this. I'm not praising contentious. To this man, this is, these are acts of somebody that would be contentious. Now this, now this that I'm declaring to you, I praise you not. Right? Fine. Um. Now, in this that I declare unto you, I praise you not, that ye come together not for the better, but for the worse. Mm. Okay. For first of all, when ye come together in the church, I hear 
that there be divisions among you. That's when we and, come together, no, stop, stop real quick. Right. When we come together, we all have different agendas. We're, we came together, but I'm on a different agenda than you are. And we, as work goes on and we spend time, you start, in, you start seeing the, the arguments and the problems come up because we are, there is division among us. There are different agendas. I hear that there be division among you, and I partly believe it, right? Huh. Verse 19. Verse 19, for there must be also heresies among you. What's a heresy? Uh, other opinions or a bringing in of other doctrines. Right. But I, I'm bringing in my opinion. I'm bringing in my philosophy. I'm bringing in how I feel like this truth should be or what, should we, or what we should be doing. But when these things come in, they attack the unity. These are all these these are all examples of a contentious spirit. Read on. Fine. Um, for there must be also heresies among you that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. When ye come together, therefore, into one place, this is not to eat the Lord's supper. Mm-hmm. For in eating, everyone taketh before other his own supper. He said that we come in to eat, but it's the spirit that you're eating in. This is not, he says, this is not to eat the Lord's supper. It, it was supposed to be, we come to, when we come to the church, or if I'm coming to, um, I'm the part of the camp, my focus is supposed to be, the other person, not myself. So even when we come to worship together, the focus should not be what I'm getting out of it, but how I help someone else. It's not what I have and what I'm trying to get the most how to bless me with. What about the other person? At what point did I stop and look and I ask the most how to bless this brother or, or look out for this sister? But I go every day, and it's about my improvement. It's about what I need. Focus every day based on what I need rather than what someone else needs or how I can help the other person accomplish what they or achieve what they need. So read that again. Con, First Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 19 mm-hmm. reads, for there must be also heresies among you that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. Go ahead. When you come together, therefore, into one place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper, for in eating, everyone taketh before other his own supper, and one is hungry and another is drunken. So how do we end up one hungry, one drunkard. How do we? How do we end up there? With um, um, coming to um, coming to the table with our own 
agenda or our own thing. You you broke that out perfectly. We come to the table. We come to serve the Most High. We come to the table, but we come to serve him with our own agenda. Now, what this person's lacking and this person's drunk, I came to the table, but I didn't come. It, was a, it wasn't thinking about praising the Most High. I have my own agenda. Go ahead. Con. First uh, Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 22 reads, What? Have you not houses to eat and to drink in? Or despise ye the church of the Most High and shame them that have not? So how do we despise the church of the Most High? Shaming the ones that have not, or um, shaming the ones that aren't dealing with you on your own agenda. Or you shame that we, or we shame the church man when the only thing I looked out, but my focus has been me. Fine. My focus is what I need what my family needs rather than what it is that is required of the most high. That's the question. It says, because we're reading about selfish selfishness that got these people in this condition. One person stayed drunk. He only thought about himself. One person was hungry because somebody else said, hey, I didn't think about them, Right. Which is the root of the shame. That's the shame. The shame is that that contentious spirit. We've been, I have an agenda and I'm fighting for my agenda rather than what the body needs. So when you know somebody got an agenda, it's it's all about their agenda. You can tell one person's lacking, but another person is focused on making sure that they're taken care of. That 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 is that is where Paul was trying to explain to them. That is where the spirit of shame is coming from. Don't say I shame you in this. Read. Cut. Tell me where you at. Tell me where you at. Charge oh, man. First Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 22 mm-hmm. reads, What? Have you not houses to eat and to drink in? Or despise ye the church of the Most High and shame them that have not? Read. What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. Go ahead. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. This, that, verse 25, Kabar, okay? that the Lord Yahweh Shai, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. You know what the crazy thing is? We. We've gotten this thing twisted. We believe that this is just about communion. So we, we pick up the cup and we pick up the cracker 
So we believe this is about communion. And all through church, all through religion, this is just about communion. But the catch, you look at this, man, it says, on the same night that he was betrayed, right? Con. That means Christ knew he was going to be betrayed. But on the night he was betrayed, he was breaking and giving. He was, he was giving. He was giving. And then he said, this, this is what you're going to do. You're going to give to remember me. He said, take Eve, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. Read. Huh. First Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 25 reads, after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it. In remembrance of me. Keep reading that. Con. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Go ahead. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty. Now, this is the catch tomorrow. What would make them unworthy? Not giving. They, you know, they took it, but it was just, it was all about them. It was we about do them. this work, but it's all about me. It ain't about helping the next person. I think that I'm doing the work of the Most High because I'm focusing on building and building me. I think this is about taking care of me. I believe this is about getting me in order. But for me not to help anyone, that would be me being unworthy. I have forgotten what this symbolizes. It says, drink this cup of the Lord unworthy, shall be what? Shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Most High or of the Lord. Read on. But 28, but let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. So what am I supposed to be examining? You're supposed to be examining yourself. I don't understand that. What mm-hmm. about me am I supposed to be examining? We're, we're supposed to be examining whether or not you are concerning well, yourself with, with the things of others rather than concerning yourself with just the problems or the things that you have. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'm supposed to be examining myself to see who I'm doing this for. Who am I helping? When I get up every day, who does it benefit? I'm supposed to examine myself and so let it eat that bread and drink that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh that nation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak. Stop, stop. For what cause? 
It's like for saying, this, many are weak. What's making us weak? Um, many are weak and sickly among you. What's what's keeping our people weak and sickly among among us? The uh, frame of mind of it's it's all about ourselves or you know our our Y'all y'all understand that, right? This, this is what's keeping everyone weak and sickly is the fact that I'm looking out for me. I get up every day and the only person I'm focused on is what I do and how it benefits me. But somebody else is lacking because the focus is I got to make sure that mine is taken care of. I got to make sure this is taken care of. And you know what? When you have people that mind frame, you can't do enough. You'll keep giving and they'll keep taking. You keep giving and they'll keep taking. Why? Because they're only focused on that. Now, my friend, I'm looking out for me. For this cause, many are what? There's 30. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you. And many sleep. Many are many are dying out here to everything else because the 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 focus is myself. I don't know how to love my neighbor. I don't want to give my neighbor what I have. I don't want to make. I I don't want to see him achieve to the point of what I have. I'm more focused about on being above this person rather than building them up to where I am or what I have. Go to St. John real quick, right? Let that one go, good boy. Okay. We understand why, where the problem is. The problem with in, in, in Israel, even back then, the problem was selfishness. Today, the problem is still selfishness. St. John 13 and 1. You got that, nephew? Yeah. St. John chapter 13 and verse 1. St. John 13 verse 1. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Yahushua knew that his hour was come to come that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own, which were in the, in the world. Hold on, now you are looking to, did, did Christ, and I like we reading this side, did Christ only love the apostles? Mm-hmm. The reason I'm asking that, the reason I ask the question like that, because we make it look like that. If the only people that I, I'm in this world and the only people I love, instead of loving my nation, and understanding that this other group is part of my nation, mm-hmm. I'm focused on just loving my group. Um, it was, it was a, listen, it wasn't what he did to help and feed and take care of the ones that were outside 
of just his his twelve, or the or the or the or the, 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 the disciples, the apostles, the disciples that were with Christ, or the seventy disciples that were with Christ, or or whatever number it was that was with Christ, his focus and love went further than just the immediate group that he was around. Let's prove that. Keep reading, sir. Um, if you read, sorry, what you read on? He took them unto the end. Go ahead. Verse 2. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas, Iscariot, Iscariot, Iscariot sit upon himself to betray him. And how was I knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he was come from the Most High, and went to the Most High. Verse 4, he rises from supper, and laid aside his garments, and took a towel, and girded himself. Hold on, he took a towel and did what? And girded, girded himself. He picked up a sword and girded himself. A towel and girded himself. He picked up a, uh, he's, I want to get away from these guys. So I picked up my satchel and everything got ready to go. He said, go ahead. Verse 5, after that, he pours water into a basin and Wait. began to wash the disciples' feet mm. and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. So I did all that to, to clean the disciples' feet. This is right after Judas got up. This is right after he got up and went to go betray Christ. Christ didn't go get ready to defend himself. He didn't get ready to go and uh, um, protect himself. He's not to use wisdom, but I got to figure out how to get a, how to protect myself. He got up and he just he began to wash the disciples' feet. What verse you at? Verse six. Read on. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou uh, dost thou wash my feet? Yahweh I answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest, not now, not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my uh, my feet. Yahweh I answered to him, If I wash thee not. Thou hast no part with me. So you got to look at the fact that he was in that, the, the fact that he, the fact that we do take care of each other, the fact that there's no, we have no part with the Most High, and we don't figure out, and we haven't figured out that this is about taking care of one another. This would be to be unified. We're together taking care of one another. But if you're not, in that modern frame, you're trying to look out for me and I'm trying to look out for you, then we've already, there's no part with the most high. And I was just said unto him, if I wash thee not, thou, it says, thou hast no part with me. Go ahead. Verse 9, Simon Peter said, uh, saith unto him, Lord, not my feet, only, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. 
Yahweh said to him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. And ye are clean, but not all. For he knew, for he knew who should betray him. Therefore he said, Ye are not all clean. You know? So after he hath washed their feet and uh, and had taken his garment and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you. Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, if I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. Mm. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. So do you understand the point he's trying to say is the example is, he's like, I took care of you, I washed y'all's feet, you got to wash each other's feet. It's a, it's a focus not supposed to be me being, just me just be being clean, we're supposed to be taking care of each other. We're supposed to be looking out. That's the example that was set, and that's what's expected of us, to look out for one another. Uh, read verse 17. Verse 17. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. Read that again. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. Read that one more time. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. If you know these things, it's good for you to do this. Or you should find you should be happy to do this. Read on. Verse 18, I speak not of you all. I know whom I have chosen, but but the scripture but may, that the scripture that the scripture may be fulfilled. He that eateth bread with me hath lifted up his heel against me. So we've been to the point of one thing we want to start to tell. Seventeen was what I wanted to stop at. Because the more that we understand, the more we understand of what Christ is doing, it's happier ye if you do them. This is for our benefit. They're not looking and seeing that, man, the fact that we looked out for one another would be for our benefit. We keep thinking, well, I got this and I got that and I went and got this and I put this together and I've done this. If it doesn't benefit anyone, if you're not looking, if, nobody, if, in, if there's no one benefiting from what you've done, there's nothing to rejoice there's no reason to be happy on the fact that you only looked out for you. The blessing there. That wasn't the example that Christ was trying to come with. Now jump down to verse uh, 34 in that same chapter. St. John to the 13th. Verse 34. A new commandment I give unto thee. Ye have loved one another as I have loved you. And that ye also love, sorry, yes, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Hold on, why don't you stop for a second? I want you to read. um, 
um, start verse 21. Yeah, verse 21. John chapter 13, verse 21, and you're going to read down to verse 35, okay? But the reason I'm doing this too, because there's a, it keeps painting a picture, and it keeps showing a spirit. When when we're in a situation where we're like very cheated or this is that, mm-hmm. we, we go into this self-preservation mode. It's all about preserving me. And the most I tell you that, in the last days, this, it's going to be that way. They're going to be lovers of themselves, haughty, high-minded. I'm writing this about what I'm doing, and I'm not changing. But you can look at it, in Christ's worst times, what did he do? So we're going to read, what did I say, uh, 20? 21. 21. Start there. John 13 and 21. Uh-huh. When Howard's eyes had said, had thus said, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. Then the disciples looked one on another, doubting of whom he spake. Now there was learning, there was leaning on Yahweh's bosom, one of his disciples whom Yahweh loved. Mm-hmm. Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he should ask who it should be of whom he spake. So he was trying to get John. John was that disciple. <laughs> he was trying to get John to find out. John, find out who Christ is talking about. Go ahead. He, uh, verse 25. He then lying on the most high's book, or sorry, Yahweh's high's book, breast, said unto him, Lord, who is it? Yahweh's high answered. He it he it is to whom I shall give a sock when I have dipped it. And he hath dipped the sock. And when he and when he had what? Sorry, when he and when he sorry, and when he had dipped the sock, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, Iscariot the son of Simon. So he they what they asked who was it? And Christ said, the man that I was going to stop with, the man I dipped this bread into this this uh, uh, juice with, that's the person. And he, that's the person who's going to betray me. And he gave it to Judas. Judas is the one that betrayed him. So I already knew who was going to betray me. Read verse 27. And after the stop, Satan entered into him. Then said, Yahweh shall answer him, that thou doest, too quickly. He said, go ahead. Keep reading. Verse 28. Now no man at the table knew for what intent he spake into him. He spake this unto him. For some of them thought, because Judas had the bag that Shai had said unto him, buy those things that we have need of against the feast, or that he should give Something to the poor. Really? He then, having received the sock, went immediately out, and it was night. Therefore, when he was gone out, Yahushua said, "Now, sorry, now is the Son of Man glorified, and the Most High is glorified in Him." Okay. The, mo- 
at the end of this happened, Christ said, now is the son of the most high glorified. It was a test. It was a battle. He still had to overcome. This is the thing. He was going up to the Mount of Olives and praying for Let this cup pass. He said, but now the son of the man is glorified. After I went through that, still was betrayed, but still came and gave. He was going to be glorified. And the glory of the Most High, and the glory of the Most High in him. Read on. If the Most High be glorified in him, the Most High shall also glorify him in himself. Go ahead. And shall straightway, and shall straightway glorify him. Read on. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. And ye shall seek me. And as I said unto the Jews, whither I go, ye cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another. So ye already understand, I'm not going to be here. So this is the new commandment I'm giving you. This is, the new, this is what I need y'all to do now. I need y'all to love one another. I'm not going to be here to fix every issue and problem. I'm not going to be here for the one-on-one sessions. He says, so I need y'all, the new commandment I give unto you is that you love one another. Go ahead. And I have loved you. So read on. That ye also love one another. So, so how are we reading this story? Christ had John on his bosom, advising Peter, forgiving Judas. He said that was the same love that we were supposed to get. Read that again. Verse 24. Mm-hmm. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another. As I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Go ahead. Verse 35. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. If ye have loved one, if ye have loved one and one to another. So that that was what the one gauge that the world is supposed to be looking at. If we are the disciples of the Most High, the one thing that's going to stand out is the love that we have for one another, not the love I have for my camp or my group or the people that that follow me. No matter what's going on, we're going to stick together. We're going to still look out for each other. That's what the Father was looking. That was that's what. Pious example was. Is that it? Um, Read 35. Well, that was 35, right? Now hold that. Go to chapter 15 now. St. John chapter 15 and reverse. Um, This is bad, this, this is bad, man. You know what's crazy? Read 15 and 1, all right? 15 and 1? Mm-hmm. Chapter 15. St. Johnson, 15 and verse 1. I am, the, I am the true vine, and my father is the, the, hus, 
husbandman? Pun. Husband. Yeah. Husbander. Husbandman. Husbandman. Mm-hmm. Yes, the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Mm-hmm. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. So what was he what was he considering to be the fruit? I am the true line, the mo- and your father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit. So what was, what was he talking about? What was the fruit? What was the branch? The branch would be the men, right? A part of him, right? If he's the tree, the branch will be a, a, that extension of him. But now that extension of him is supposed to bear fruit, right? So what would be the fruit? The works. Okay, what 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 does he consider to be works? The the love, um shown to one another or right. concerning the concerning the brother. So the love that I show somebody, the investment, the help that I give, everything else is considered to be my works. I want you to hold that real quick. I want you to read um Hold on a second, man. I want you to read this. St. John chapter 14, verse 23. Verse 23. St. John chapter 14, verse 23. Read that. St. John chapter 14, verse 23. And I know I'm, I'm reading it a little bit, but it's... This is this was all about the works the works and the kids just read it. Read it out. Your honor said sorry, your honor said answer and said unto him, If a man loves me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our and make our bones with him. Mm. Read. He that loveth me not keepeth sorry, he that loveth me not keepeth not my he that, it says, he that loveth me not, keepeth not my sakes. Go ahead. And the word which, which you hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet free, yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, yet I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Mm-hmm. Ye have heard how I said, how I said unto you. 
I go away. I go away. I'm sorry. I go away and come again unto you. If ye love me, ye will rejoice. But I said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before, it comes to pass that when it comes to pass, ye might believe. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh. Yeah, for the prince of this world cometh, and have nothing in me, but but that the world eat. Sorry, <clears throat> verse thirty-one. But that the world may know that I love the Father, as the Father gives me commandment, even so do I. Arise, let us go hence. So you look at that. Now read 15. Now let's get to 15 now, right? And verse 1. Exactly. And the reason I'm having to just him read, because as we're going through, we're trying to find out what works. This was all about the things that he was telling them, how to take care of each other, being there for each other. That was the commandment. That was the, the expectation. I need you guys to now exhort one another. I need, because all throughout the New Testament, that's all the focus was. Looking out for each other. I'm going to repair this, but I need you guys to look out for each other. We're still waiting for Christ to come back. What is expected of us? To still be looking out for one another till he come back. But we don't. We we haven't figured out that concept. Read on. First, uh, page on fifteen, verse one. Come close so you can read on this one. I am the true vine, mm-hmm. and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he taketh away. So if I don't love, if I'm not helping the next person, I'm not bearing fruit. If I'm not looking out and make sure the next person is taken care of, I'm not bearing any fruit. Who would you go to help? Read that again. The last that, that, that verse. He, I'm sorry. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Verse 3. Now ye are clean. Through the word which I have spoken unto you, abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. If a man not abide in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them, I'm sorry, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. So you look at a lot of people now, a lot of men that don't last in this church because the focus wasn't the fruit. The focus was helping somebody else. Growing, right? Yeah. We take them care of. Looked out for that person. I didn't make that the focus. Half the time, we think the fruit is just the fact that I showed somebody the Bible. 
but I didn't change that condition. I didn't help them. I showed them twice the black. We the Jews must keep the Sabbath. I showed those things. But what I didn't do is I didn't truly help this person. What verse you at? Verse 7. Read it. Verse 7. If ye abide in me, and my word abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Uh-huh. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. Verse 9. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Go ahead. If ye keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater, sorry, greater hath no man, hath no man than this, that a man greater Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. Uh-huh. Ye are my friends. If ye do whatsoever, I command it. I so command you. The thing that was commanded was what? Love. Love one another. Check every other. The commandment was to take care of each other. That's the thing Christ was telling them from John chapter 14. I'm leaving. I need you guys to take care of one another. Read that verse again. Twelve. Thirteen. Twelve. Verse twelve. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. But when we stop listening, we are showing that love for each other. We may we're making ourselves enemies to the Father. Mm-hmm. That's when you read fourteen of those trying to talk about Judas. What about Judas? He didn't have a problem with Judas. He understood that the Most High was glorified. The Most High used Judas. But it still didn't change what he was supposed to do with his example. He still was required to be loving. But we don't realize that we become enemies to the Father. Because we don't continue loving like Christ loved. When he was betrayed, he still loved. Mm-hmm. I am in verse 15. Um, 14, right? Yeah. Go to first, go to Second Corinthians now, chapter eight. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to lay out my life for my friend. Mm-hmm. 
Greater love, this, greater love have no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. First, second Corinthians, chapter 8 and verse 7. Got it before? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If you got it before, go back and read it. Second Corinthians chapter eight and verse four. All right. No, eight and seven. Seven? Eight. Eight and seven. Fine. Second Corinthians chapter eight and verse seven reads, Therefore, as ye abound in everything in faith and utterance and knowledge, and in diligence, in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that ye abound. Hmm? I'm sorry. It is four. Start at four. Okay. Yes, sir. Second Corinthians chapter eight and verse four reads: Praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. So it says we have to pray us with much entreaty that we should receive the gift. And take upon us the fellowship of the ministering of the saints. What is the word ministering? What does the word minister mean? It 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 means to serve, um, help, uh, feed. Understand. So Paul is saying that we're supposed to take upon the fellowship, meaning the same things that. The apostles Christ, the apostles, all of them are doing, we're supposed to take upon that fellowship. And that they minister to the saints, what is it expected of us? To do the same thing. God, to do the same thing. To, to minister unto the unto the saints and the brethren, as as uh, Yahweh Shai did to us. So read read I read five. Fine. <clears throat> Second Corinthians chapter eight and verse five reads, and this they did, not did as we. Hold up. What did they do? Uh, minister to the saints. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of the Most High. Well, they gave themselves, they first gave their own selves to the Lord and and to us by the will of the Most High. Read. Con. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 6 reads, Insomuch that we desired Titus, that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. What did it mean they gave themselves unto us? I'm curious. Meaning they... We're going to read and find out how did okay. they give themselves to us, right? Mm-hmm. Read that. Read on. Read seven. 
time. Second Corinthians chapter eight and verse seven reads, Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge, and in all diligence and in your love to us, see that ye abound in this grace also. Verse 8, I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 8 reads, I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others, and to prove the sincerity of your love. So how do you prove the sincerity of your love. Taking care of one another regardless of the forwardness or, you know, the trespasses. No. I speak not by a, I speak not by commandment, right? Right. But by occasion of the forwardness of others. Oh, okay. Um uh, by helping uh the brethren or uh, the saints. To, to prosper. There you go. That's how. That's how your love is proven. Proven. Did you have somebody else get forward? You have someone else get forward. Uh, that is how our love is proven. I read that up. Read on. Con. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9 reads, For ye know the grace of our Lord Shai, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. So by him doing that, that proved the sincerity of his what? His love. So by us doing it, it proves the sincerity of our love. You may have the whole time you stay poor, you stay lacking, you stay without something so that somebody else would get something that you have. Be loving that. Con, Second Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 11 reads, well, actually 10. Or did you want me to skip 10? No, we can. Con. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 10 reads, And herein I give my advice, for this is expedient for you, who have begun before, not only to do, but also to be forward a year ago. So this is how we get ahead. Read on. Now, therefore, perform the doing of it, that what do we have to do? What does he want us to perform? He wants us to perform uh, the the helping of the brethren or the saints to gain or prosper um, forward. Um, to, he wants to us prosper. to help others. Or better right. understand it Better than better us to help someone else grow. Someone else grow. 
for the nation, if my focus is making sure that the next person is growing, as a nation, we're growing, right? Right. But if so, I make sure that I'm taken care of, then as a nation, we're not getting ahead. No, that's where you have one that is hungry or starving and one that is drunken. Now you see it. Now you see it. As a group, as a body, you only get ahead when I'm looking at the next person grow. Right. It's it's about... Um... Like uh, a few years ago, quite a few years ago, there was this movie called Pay It Forward. So bottom line is, Yahweh Shai's commandment is to pay pay it forward. But, but you know, like this, this is why people fail. This is why we crumble, because I'm not looking. I operate in the fact that I'm looking out for me, not looking out for the next person to get ahead. Read that, jump down to verse um, read 11. Con. Um, now, therefore. Yeah, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 11 reads, Now, therefore, perform the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which ye have. For if there be first a willing mind. First have a what? A willing mind. Okay. Go ahead. It is accepted according to that a man hath. Sorry. I'm just stopping. I'm not... I'm not stopping you. I'm just caught on one thing, man. But I have to be willing to help the next person. Right. I have to be willing to look out and build up the next person. And right. That's because... the one thing that curses all of us most of the time is the fact that I'm not willing to help the next person because of something he did or something I went through or whatever it may be. I've made myself unwilling to help someone else. I focus on just making sure that I'm good. I got this. I got this. I need a home. I need this. I need this. Then it'll be like, well, shoot, man. I mean, that brother got to get out here and work. If you don't work, you don't eat. <laughs> he lazy, he's lawful. Not doubting any of that. All that's in the scriptures. But we're at a point in the truth now where we have to now prove our love to the Father. We have to prove how sincere is your love. And it's easy to love when everything is coming to you, right? Love is really tested when you got to give up something. 
What verse you got? Um, verse 12. Read it. Con. It says, For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that man, to that a man, that a man hath, and not, and not according to that he hath not. For I mean not that other men be eased as ye burdened, but by an equality that now at this time your abundance may be as may be a supply for their want, that their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that there may be equality. Go ahead. As it is written, he that hath that had gathered much had nothing over, and he that had gathered little had no lack. Wow. So it's 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 reciprocated um, to where it's balanced. You think about one thing: how do we get saved as a nation? Uh, together, and right. Unity. That means we're reading how people together move. I make sure you have enough to keep moving, and you make sure I have enough to keep moving. That's the way it's supposed to work. When selfishness comes in, when the only thing you're looking out for yourself, then it's okay, we're not. How can we keep moving? How can we keep growing if the only person that you're looking out for is you? Can't grow like that. So, you know what killers do? We have a problem saying what we don't want to do. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. I don't want to do that. But the body may need that. The nation may need that. And this is where the Most High is proving the sincerity of your love. Because I'm going to get up and keep going because the body needs me. My brothers need me. What verse you got? Um, Second Corinthians uh, 8 and 16. It reads, But thanks be to the Most High, which put the same earnest care into the mind or the heart of Titus for you. Titus was doing what? It was, it was about building. It was about making the sacrifices to build the next person up. So we have to ask, did the, the Most High put the same mind or heart in me? From there, Philippians 2 and verse 2 now, right? Con. 
Um, oh, you got Philippians chapter 2 and verse 2. Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love. Be supposed to be like-minded and having the same what? Same love. Yeah. Being of one accord, of one mind. So we're supposed to be unified in what? The same and mind and same what? Love. Same love. That's what he's trying to gauge. We have to learn to unify and have the same love. Christ died for us. He told the apostles they didn't lay down their life for their friends to be there for one another. We don't have we're not unified in that love. Read that one more time. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 1, mm-hmm. or as you said 2, right? Mm-hmm. Verse 2, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, mm-hmm. but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. That is how you prove your love. It's supposed to be unified in that type of love. I'm going to esteem someone else better than me. Mm-hmm. Really? You know, Sons and Sharp, not to cut you off, but I'm saying this off. This is the hardest thing to deal with in the truth. Because you know that this person's with me, but when it comes to love, we're not unified. You don't love me. You ain't loving me the same way I'm loving you. What you're doing is you're looking out for you. That's not love. That's like saying, I love you. I'm going to make sure I have my big house, but you got a little. Or you, you got a new room, but you got a, you got a room. But do what I could give you? I let you be a part of the camp, and I gave you some scriptures. That's not love. There you go. At that point, that would be me, me more of a little part of myself. Did you eat? So I can say, see, okay. I gave. I was a brother. Okay. That's what I'm saying more than it is. This is my love. But if I love you, then if, I, if my love for you is there, then my focus on it is how can I help you? How can I help you? More than how can I help me? What verse you at? Right, right. Verse three. No. Four. Mm-hmm. Let's see, two verse four. Uh-huh. Look not every man on his own things. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you. 
which was also in Yahawashayim, who being in form of the Most High, thought it not robbery to be equal with the Most High. So, his focus is what? Mindset. My mind is focused on helping you. This is what I can understand. It says, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. I'm with you, but we are We are arguing because you're selfish. This is about you're about you. That's where the arguments come from. Or vainglory, you're only looking for your own personal accomplishment. You're trying to come up. You don't want to care who else come up as long as you come up. But in loneliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. That is the mind that we're supposed to be unified in. So we're not getting anywhere. We're not getting anywhere in that mind frame where I, I, I got to, it's always, I, I got to do this. I, I, I. It's never you. And in that mind frame, the most I'm not blessed and honored none of that. It's bad. Read that. I want you to read, um, I want you to just read, uh, uh, read verse 7. Verse 7. Look at chapter 2, verse 7. Uh-huh. But made himself no reputation. He made himself what? No reputation. I mean, that wasn't looking out for me. And it, it, it glorious is for me. Mm-hmm. And took upon him the form of a servant. Took upon him the form of what? Of a servant. So we're supposed to take on the form of what? A servant. And was made in likeness of man, of men, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, the Most High also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Yahweh Shai, every knee should bow the things of in heaven, the things in earth, and and uh, things under the earth. That's verse ten. So we got we're gonna uh, meditate on what we just went over tonight. We're gonna sit and stop and be like, hey, you know what? This week we are made back to focus. Next week's class. We have to go over the reward of being unified. So when you're unified, the most high blessing is the way that nothing lacks. We have everything that we have, but we have not learned. It's crazy. We keep looking for a blessing to come from the most high. The most high God gave me the formula how to be blessed, how to be taken care of. Do I not come through? Yeah. 
But if you guys just use this formula, you guys, we would be taken care of. Because everyone has been given something that the other person needs. But I'm so focused on what, uh, what I'm going through, what I don't have, not realizing that you've been right there with me, but I've been too selfish. I'm too self-absorbed. And that's something we have to not correct. So we're going to continue. And uh, Gabar, you and uh, Char, I need y'all to remember where we left off, please. And uh, um, so next week, we can get back to this. And the, the remind everybody that it is a summit weekend. It's a summit weekend in Houston. So if you can get there, please get there. Me and my family, me and the, the boys, we will be doing down there this weekend, too. So we'll be there. You know, to uh, shake hands, to meet, to uh, conversate, to to do all of that, to go in and offer, you know, the the things that the Most High blessed us to be able to offer it for help. And this is the spirit about us now coming together, unifying, and helping one another. So with that, we want to thank everybody for joining us. And we'll see y'all next Saturday. Or next Friday. Shalom. 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 Goodbye. You stay on the phone. Okay. Huh. What the hell?